time and space. Or like they ask the ancient ones, the ancestors, the Patnatarus, um, the room, uh, the was it the Rishas? Back to the ancestors again, to the gods known and unknown, Ashe and Dua, and it goes as follows. Hetepu, Hetepu, Dua, Duau, Nazarat, Ramesh, E, Imhotep. Greetings, divine greatness, divine excellencies to the first family. Managa, Simsa, Aruz, Mesubitis, Hamets, Siba, Siba, the mortal ones of my art chairs. Phenomenon possession, new age order, great golden age, and my PSR. And to all the citizens and descendants in the Nile Valley cultural collective consciousness spirituality. And as a for us, the mother of Netarus, the mistress of pet, the maker of mankind. She is a, she who is mighty and Usa Medinafehakau, divine words of power, mother of all initiations. Bless us humble service for Ankh, life being not present, as we seek the counsel of the ancient ones and practice daily the ancient Matian ways. And ancient Martin truth, we strive evermore to become one with thee in this world and existence to come. We ask that you bless us on this, the 170th day of the year after the Enoch rising, 190 days remaining to Uban Subti Subti Cyrus rising, Ubuat Samatawi, Ret Rempet Dejahed, New Year's celebration, <clears throat> the 26th day of the fifth month of Heth Haru, the third day of Kwesano, the 30th day of the second month of the second season of Aket, year number 10, AFK. So SST after finding a new Kemet Naga, Kemet Samatawi, phenomenon of Sesha New Age, Water Great Golden Age, my PSR. We ask that you bless our families, our friends, and all those who gather together to worship in the glorious ancient Tamerian name of As Erdu, Patnataru, Pandebu, born the artist seeking you, there is much comfort. So let it be spoken, let it be written, let it be done, so shall it be for now and forever. For Ra, Nebetesra, Panata, Pupamaat, Unk, Wasaje, Unk, Ujasinev, Ube, Nefike, Pandebu, Uru, Maati. Right, and always in the by excellence with my heart every day, all day. Do all, do all see what I appreciate that. All right, all right. Appreciate you, family. Once again, this is Conscious of Crazy in a sense of knowing what's right and what's wrong versus a mentally unsound mind. Am I conscious or am I crazy? Hey, <laughs> what I'm saying we got the family once again with me. Once again, introduce yourself for the people. I know uh, we had a powerful conversation last time, and uh, definitely, I know the people love you, and uh, they definitely want to hear your your food for thought and your information. So, going to introduce yourself for the people. I knew Ramotef Kweb. I'm Ramotef Kweb. <clears throat> I'm the global distributor of the Masarian Solar Civil Lunar Calendar. I'm also the master astrologer for the Netheru Star Time. I am also under the Temple of Teshaparag. One of the uh, royal scribes and keeper of tap time. I'm also the one of the teachers of our institute called the Naga Institute and its associations. Or the Naga Association is and its institutes. I'm also um, you can find me on Facebook as Ramatev Kweb. You can find me on Instagram as Ramatev underscore Kweb. You can also find me on plethora uh, platforms, including the platform I'm on right now on Conscious Conscious of Crazy. I definitely appreciate this uh, opportunity with you, brother. And definitely, um, all the listening audience, they just give me a second. I apologize. I'm over here trying to get through this chapter. <laughs> and um, definitely want to give thanks to the ancestors for allowing this moment in our present time and space. And we can go ahead and begin as well. All right, man. So, uh, 
Hey, man. Let's go on and get to it, man. The true, true new year. <laughs> when uh, when did you get exposed? I know we talked about it a little bit, but when did you get exposed to the, the information on us being lied to about the, the true calendar? And, um, you know, and what is our true year? And actually, what is actually today's mathematics for the people once again? So my story begins when I had a conversation with my mother and it all started off with, you know, speaking about the Moors and then going into the Israelites and going into the Promethians and, you know, the uh, uh, Aboriginals, the indigenous, so on and so forth. Then it come to a place of time where it's like I started going back into studying the stars. From studying the stars, I ended up getting linked up with my Siba under the test of Ra. It was a holy house for Ra. The Siba's name is Patasika uh, Sa. As I was learning and, you know, watched a couple of videos about the calendar myself and I started studying it and I started noticing the, you know, just the completion of, of time within our calendar. When I say our calendar, I mean everyone's calendar. Rather, if you um, know of it or not, it is your calendar for it's definitely connected to the cosmos moving forward. So when I seen that there was nine days in a week, I was just like, that's pretty interesting. From mm -hmm. doing that nine days in a week, I ended up finding out that it was under a sidereal lunar and solar calendar. The mother equation is 8,766 hours. And that is what you would call a sidereal year. Within that sidereal year, you can divide anything within, under it and the divisions of nine or just any divisions from one through nine. As I was looking at the calendar, I let people always know when you come and um, when we speak on it. I tell people, have you noticed the numerology frequency within the calendar? If you go to the first month, which is the month of Tahuti on the first day of Ra, on the first day of the first season, I mean, first month of first season of Shemu, on our Ipeteru Shabitim Taharu Pama'at, which is the solar city lunar calendar. When you look at it from the first day, you'll see that it's on the Gregorian side, it's July 25th. A lot of people are, don't, are not aware that, you know, the celestial new year, or which you will literally call a new year, is on July 25th on the Gregorian calendar when you, you know, track the stars from the pyramids of Giza. When it's on that day, it is what is called a helical horizon. A helical horizon is when a star and, a, you know, just any star makes its, you know, debut on a horizon. On this particular day, you have the binary dance of Cyrus and Ra. And Ra is the sun, Cyrus is something, just to, um, you know, be uh, fast about it in a sense. So when Cyrus is, when Cyrus rises on the July 25th, it rises with the sun. On that day is what we call the Ren Pet. The Ren Pet is equivalent to what we say New Year. Ren means name, Pet means sky, and metal nature. When you say Ren, it's and pet, you're saying name in the sky. Why would you want to name the sky? So then one thing that I learned out of my temple was that when you reverse it, you have Nur and Tep. Nur means energy, Tep means time. So when you look into um, certain words, like the, for instance, the word time, if you turn that word backwards, you get emit. And when you get emit, you're dealing with you know energy, so on and so forth. So mm -hmm. as you're dealing with time and as you're dealing with, you know, not just knowing our calendar and understanding the term of nerve and tep, which is energy and time, when you say 
time itself, you say emit backwards in this energy, you know, just, you know, putting back and forth, just having everything correlate, you know, the duality or the totality of it. From there, I started looking real deeper and deeper and deeper and then gets to the point where now, when it comes to the astrology part, when coming to the astrology, I understand that the way that I do astrology is like a true sidereal. The only difference between myself and a true sidereal is that I have the star subject or Cyrus. That's the only difference. Other than that, it's still the same. When it comes to the Westerns and Vedic and things of that nature, that's, you know, that's their own system. Understanding that from my continuing research, knowing that when dealing with this Western, you're definitely dealing with the moon and only the moon. Because any calendar or anything that has 30 days in it is a lunar cycle calendar. To place ourselves under that is, you know, making yourself a lunatic. <laughs> lunatic, hey. <laughs> yeah, y'all, y'all crazy, but I'm just conscious. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah I tell um, people all the time, I'm insane, but I'm not crazy. I'm insane. There's a difference. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> definitely a difference. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned uh, the 25th, you said, of July is the new year as I got my calendar with me. And um, anyone interested in the calendar, um, we definitely give you the information where to get the calendar as well. Um, so, yeah, yeah. And then can you uh, go down the name of the months of, uh, you mentioned July. What is our true July? All right, so uh, if you, um, you know, go on a couple platforms, I want to give a couple shout outs to uh Crumb Snatcher on Crumb TV, Joy Island on Memoirs of the Karmic Dynasty, yourself, Conscious Said on Conscious Crazy. Um, on on these particular platforms, you will notice that you know when you see ourselves coming in on the Precious Treasure and things of that nature, or under our own uh, banner of the Naga Institute or Naga Association or the Naga Media, we let people know from the beginning is that before the Romans and the Greeks, there were nine days in every week, and really? time was count about charting stars that were visible on our calendar, aware of the movement of the stars, earth and moon. These indigenous African Naga, Shimsarus, Mesabitis, Amets, Sibasabats, Mugatats were cosmically attuned. So <clears throat> when dealing with July and August, going down, you know, his storyline, you understand that doing your research that you'll find out that August and July or two historical figures who go by the name of Julius Caesar and Augustus Caesar. Yep. So understanding that, we understand that they added two months to the calendar to keep it cordial with the lunar part of the calendar. Because when you look at it, the calendar itself, going from January down to December, we always let people know, like if you know Latin and Greek, because that's the language that we speak, you understand that say means 10. Why is 10 is our 12th month, so on and so forth. So in July, what we know as in Kemet, we look through, you know, a lot of different doctrines in the sense under the Naga doctrines, the Kemetic doctrines, and so on and so forth. From there, you're understanding that the first month has always been Tehuti. Tehuti has always been the first month for my own, you know, research. Mm -hmm. So going by the calendar, we go from the first month, which is Tehuti. And then also just to uh, give a, a breakdown before I go into it, understand that under Thirty-six days in a month, ten months in a year. Or how you say? Four weeks in a month, thirty-six days in every month, ten months in a year. 
So understanding that I'm about to name off is the 10 months, starting with the first month, which is um, Jehuti. The second month we on the calendar is Renunet or Renanut. The third month is Sobek. Mm-hmm. The fourth month is Men. The fifth month is actually Apet. When we're gonna, I just want to make sure that y'all heard it first that we're um did a recalculation on when it comes to the month wise. And Apet is actually this month, but for the sake of the conversation, I'm gonna keep it original to what we have on the calendar, which is Het Haru. From Het Haru, then you go to Haru, then um, not Haru, uh, Apet, then uh, Haru, then Het, yeah Haru. Then Harukuti, Segment, and Pata. Those are the 10 months that we have on our uh Each month has a significance with the, the type of nature that is on that month, as well as the nine days in the weeks, starting with the first day, which we know as Ra. The second day is Tahuti, the third day is Seb, the fourth day is As, fifth is Amesta, Hapi, Twamitev, Kwesano, and then the last day being Haru. The one thing when I correlate to that is that you have to gravitate yourself to the moment in time and space. And when you look, you always see the sun. So mm-hmm. obviously the sun is Sunday. And when you say Sunday, you obviously it's Sunday. So that's dealing with the sun itself. So Sunday is Ra's day under the uh, under the name that we're giving it. Then you have moon, which is the moon day. So we already know correlate to the moon is uh, Tahuti. Yeah. And when you look in the sky, you see the sun and the moon. When you come back, where are you at? You're on the earth. So the next day is Seb. Seb is Earth, Earth Day. Then you look to your left, you look to the right, and you, what do you see? You see Mother Nature. So we put us in the next for the next day. Then you also have to cor- uh, correlate or orientate yourself to four cardinal points. Those cardinal points are Amnesta, which is born of the earth, south. I mean, yeah, south. You have uh, Hapi, which is the north. You have Twamutep, which is the east. And you have Klepsono, who is the West. When we go to the elements, the four cardinal points, the four pillars of pet, pet means sky. You have earth, water, fire, wind. Then you have Haru, which is the last day, who is the uh, son of Oz, so on and so forth. You know the story of the Saiyan drama, so on and so forth. But when it comes to the energy-wise that I label it as is the day of ether. And then you go back into the cycle until you go back into that 360-day cycle. Yes, indeed. Yeah, you know, I, you know, uh, we talked about it. Um, you exposed to me that uh, my true, my true born day was a, uh, was of course in uh, men, and it's on the, you know, the eleventh or the one fortieth day. Correct. You said all men, and yeah, men, men in the month of men. Yeah, which is the seven for the people, but men is the true, <laughs> the true month. Uh, right now, we, yeah, 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 I got you, I got you, yeah. So what it is with that part is that I'm, I'm going to explain it to you as well. So the information that I've given you, right, mm-hmm. that day, that particular day that I've given you, what is the 100 and what, you said 141st? Yeah, 40 day. 40 day. So that number specifically is the number that is, how you say with the calendar, with the calendar orientated to you, meaning that whatever the helical horizon is in the area that you were born in, you count from that day, and from that day, 140 days, and it's going to land right on the Gregorian birthday that you know of. Mm-hmm. 
then if you don't want to do that, then I just tell people just go by the calendar itself and it's still going to add up regardless of how you do it. But the best way that I want people to understand it is understanding that from that formula, you have built yourself your own calendar of your own time, basically making yourself a part of the cosmos. From that, you understand how you operate by your birth chart, um, by the basis of your birth chart and understanding that that is the solely, you know, energetic formula to make, say, for instance, your self-conscious set or like myself, Ramatev Quell. From there, by, learn, by learning and understanding those aspects of time when dealing with the planetary bodies and with constellations within the celestial firmament, you can basically read yourself on a daily basis by knowing what planet is where, what planet on your natal chart is it going to affect? Because it's easy by finding out what is your, uh, what constellation it is. Always remember what constellation that set that sets you up for your housing system. From there, when you look into that, you'll start to see, like for instance, let's um jump just ahead when it comes to the uh the great conjunction of Saturn and Jupiter. Yeah. From that great conjunction, depending on where Capricorn was on your housing system, that is the area of effect that it is. But it also takes effect of your rising sign. A lot of people don't know when dealing with your rising sign, you're dealing with, you know, the atomic zodiac self if that's the best way i could put it or the mass that you hide under so i explain to people within the way that i um, teach in a sense is that knowing that that rising sign is your body your outer body or how everybody perceives you each person has a different type of uh body sign as well as most people just go by their sun signs and then you know correlate certain other aspects but not knowing that you know, your body sign is, you know, who you are in the, in, the, in the hindsight, but all the other aspects like your sun and your moon and all everything else definitely plays a role within the connection of the energies that dwell within you. From there, like for myself, for instance, I have Taurus rising. So with me having Taurus rising, that means I have the, how you say, the body of a Taurus. When it comes to, let's say, hypothetically for you, you have the body of Leo rising or whatever it was. What what did I give you for your first house? That's what I said. Um, and then for the people, um, the day, the true day, mm -hmm. day's true day is uh the hundred seventieth day, in uh in hot Peru. Um, let me see. Well, no, no, I was asking like for your chart wise, but oh, um, yeah. but when oh, it comes yeah. to like the time wise. We're definitely what you would call like, say, for instance, we all know that we have over here in, in the northern southern hemisphere, in a sense, we have uh, four seasons. Within those four seasons, you have summer, spring, fall, uh, winter. So right now in the Kemetic, they have three seasons over there. Anybody who's close to the center of Earth, in a sense, has three seasons. They have what they call Shimu, Aket, and Perth. Shimu is basically the inundation and the receding uh Aket is basically the season of growth and then and then parts of it you know harvesting in a sense because you're harvesting as you're growing and then mm -hmm. hurt itself is just basically to harvest and store and then you start to cycle all over again anything that's dealing with a lunar cycle calendar is a how they say an agricultural calendar an agricultural calendar is only meant to feed you and then for today's society our agriculture calendar is only to keep you broke mm -hmm as well as to feed you in certain aspects, but at the same time, with the type of food that they give us on a daily basis, 
and uh, type of entertainment and things of that nature, those type of frequencies coming and emitting from those towers have a lot of effect on us on a uh, on a physical on a physical level or atomic oh, level. Definitely, definitely. I, I advise people to you know uh, definitely get the crystals, you know, to to you know decrease the radiation or avoid all the radiation that these devices and etc. Um, produce. Um, for sure. And um, yeah, yeah. So my my uh, my sign is Nat. For Sagittarius, oh, neat, 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 neat. For Sagittarius, and um, yes, and uh, let's see, we got Jupiter. Once again, we got Jupiter, and we got Saturn, and my hot, and uh, Aquarius, and also okay. Venus or Capricorn for the people as well, and uh, we also well, you had those in there. You had those in your uh, in your uh. In that constellation, you have Venus in that constellation, right? Yes. All right. So, in a sense, uh, going back, not to cut you off, going into like the conjunction, right? So, whatever house that system was under, it's affecting that Venus part of yourself, that Venus yeah. of your heart, in a sense, is affecting the areas of your heart, depending on what housing system it is, is definitely where it's going to affect, and it has a double cross. And then among some people, you know, they use certain type of methods when it comes to dealing with that. They'll tell you like, oh, it's an Aquarius when it's dealing with the um, tropical, you know what I mean? But mm -hmm. when you're looking at it from an astronomical point of view, it's going to show you that it's actually in uh, Capricorn or what we know as Amu. Amu is, and um, Metanature is the name of the uh, deity that wakes by the scales of, the weighing scales of my heart. And if your heart is not light as a feather, then Amu eats your heart. Mm. So it's like, you know, just giving yourself patience and balance. And then if things go wrong or south, you know what I mean? It's a devourer in a sense, or you're going to devour your target because you can't have nothing to, you know what I mean? Interfere with your, interfere with what you're doing. And then since your heart is there, that's like a very big significance in my understanding. So depending mm -hmm. on what house system it is, you know what I mean? You could definitely talk about what that conjunction does because you know, for hindsight, for most people who were not astrologers or are astrologers, in a sense, we all know the, you know, the words for that particular planet and the um, type of glyphs that it gives off. So I'll start with the glyphs. So when we're dealing with Saturn, you're dealing with the, uh, like a cross and a, and a sickle. So from my understanding, anytime I see that symbol, according to their Western symbols or their glyphs, I see it as matter over death. When you mm -hmm. look at Jupiter, it's like the flip sign of it. So it's saying correlation. You have a sickle with a cross. So in that instinct, it's saying that it's uh, death over matter. So you have both death over matter and matter over death combining into one. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to the symbol symbology of certain those certain planets coming from a basic level, you're dealing with Jupiter that's dealing with the things that expand the things that you're able to give like great abundance to within a person within yourself and within your reality in a sense or to others saturn is the things that restrict you or limitate you and also the things that can rebuild you and definitely bring certain uh aspects of uh death and rebirth to you to oneself mm. when it being in this particular constellation a lot of people kind of correlate it with you know satan or or uh or um What's that called? Um, death, in a sense, things mm -hmm. of that nature. Understanding that that is a very, very um, old 
uh, way of thinking. <laughs> so when it comes to the, the like a rapture in a sense, these two particular entities are having a field day with the physical. And then on top of that, when you understand like the whole years where in life, you know, Saturn comes on and checks on the head. Mm. Can you repeat that for the people? Uh, but I lose, I lose, what was the last part? You uh, at thirty every uh, every thirty years, Saturn makes like a depending on when you're born, Saturn makes a return every thirty years with a person's life. So say for instance, if you have you know, whatever you're doing of that nature, and Saturn Saturn makes that you know that thirty year mark. It's basically like Big Daddy just coming to check on you and be like, all right, let's see what you did. And if you ain't did nothing with your life, Saturn's going to either help you get to a certain point or it's going to make it worse for you. That's mm-hmm. like, you know, the whole path you're on with uh, the Saturn return type thing. Man. And then when it comes to Jupiter, I'm, I'm so studying Jupiter one. But when it comes to all the other aspects of the planetary bodies, things of that nature, even though we're in the topic of astrology within the time, that's my uh, how you say my business, and that's how the best way I can communicate when dealing with certain parts of aspects of time, and dealing with the phenomenon possession and so on and so forth. So dealing with that particular conjunction, it definitely brought about a new type of era within our being. If that makes sense. Mm. And uh, also, yeah, uh, yeah. Also, my moon, the uh, in Pluto, Pluto moon. Um, and that's the 13th sign. Uh, and then, um, ascending is a uh, Virgo, and uh, you mentioned mid, look like you said mid, uh, mid haven, mid haven. All right, mid-haven. so, so, so for instance, so if, yeah, back to that topic. So, your ascending sign is your the body that you dwell in, like your mm-hmm. physical body. And then, like on a chart, one thing that I learned is that you know, whatever your ascending sign, that planet that rules it. <clears throat> Is the planet that really that honestly rules your chart in a sense all parts you know rule you but that particular entity or body or celestial body definitely rules you in a sense so with you having the body of a um, what we call oster virgo mm-hmm. meaning that you're the planet that rules you is mercury so you have the mind type of thing so anything dealing with wisdom is something that definitely correlates to mm, definitely and uh descending is set which is pisces yeah when set so you have that opposite you know that all opposite thing going on so that's how you were able to like see a chart on a basic level because that information i gave you is like literally on a basic level so just going into it and understanding the different ways of of, of reading in a sense it definitely uh brings about a lot of different uh aspects or bring about or reveal a lot of aspects within not just yourself, but within your reality and then those around you as well. So with you having that, so that means Mercury, wherever Mercury is or whatever house it is under, that has a very big ordeal with yourself. And then when it comes to the addition of, you know, the um, let's just say that day itself, which was on the 150th day of the year. So on the 150th day of the year is the day that, um, Saturn and Jupiter had that great conjunction. Mind you, a lot of people don't really uh, recognize that Mercury and the Sun has been going conjunct multiple times in every sign so far in the zodiac, from Cancer all the way to where we're at now in Sagittarius. Mm. So you had that going on. So in, a, in hindsight, 
people don't well i always i tell people you know it's i have a weird sense of humor but when it comes to like upgrades and powers and things of that nature mercury and the sun's been giving everybody their power but they're just not even realizing it because you're not um, awakening your mind yeah if you're really dealing know. with the representation of the sun from my understanding from the way i teach the sun is representation of your soul mercury is the representation of your mind so you yeah. have your mind and your soul basically giving off that conjunction energy working as one coming into you especially if you looked at the sun during those times and then with it being under the constellation that you're in it's like an awakening so a lot of people have been wondering like why is people waking up why is that at a rapid rate the reason why they're waking up is the energy frequency from mercury and mercury. the sun have been bust has been bursting on us yeah and a lot of people are upgrading in the mind and upgrading in certain aspects of their life when it comes to different ways of thinking or upgrading their thinking or or actually getting out of their as i quote from uh professor kaba out of your cotton picking mind mm, exactly yeah that's why um yeah man sun is soul and that's why strictly our people should eat soul food literally meaning sun food literally meaning any food that's you know, blessed with the sun and touched by the sun you know plants and etc but yeah uh yeah um, so what was, what's the benefits of, uh, you kind of, you already talked about it, but what, what, what was the benefits for, for our people, as you mentioned, Mercury, that's powerful information people need to know about people, people was waiting on the 21st for the upgrade, but like you mentioned, Mercury always coming through for us, <laughs> you know, we yeah. don't realize that, but, um, what is, uh, what is the true benefit of, uh, you know, Jupiter and Saturn, you know, uh, aligning? And um, also, what's the true benefit for, you know, even, you know, reclaiming our, our true calendar? So the benefit, also main benefit, I can honestly say, is that when it comes to, you know, the revolution of the mind or the liberation of the mind, just having that calendar puts you on the course of how you say your, 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 your true purpose in a sense. That's go. the way that things are done. Cause it's like you've been disconnected and been on a lunar cycle for majority of our lives for the past you can even say for the past four thousand years we've been under a lunar cycle calendar i mean and then under no no disrespect to you know the comedic calendar because the comedic calendar is also correct but it's also under a lunar cycle calendar meaning it's under an agricultural calendar they go by the months and the months that they go by is also the months of the seasons in a sense so, I mean, there's nothing knocking it, but you're still limiting, you're limiting, giving yourself limitations of the moon and not actually embracing all that is within you. Because if you're just governing by the moon, then why are you talking about the stars? Because obviously the stars are supposed to be the main topic, right? Exactly. Not just the moon. If you're just going off the moon, then don't use the stars. Mm. You just go yeah. off the phases of the moon. The phases of the moon will basically help you as well, but... If you're going to use those constellations, then it's like a double jeopardy type thing, in a sense, like the daily double type thing, where it's like if you get the question wrong, it takes it takes all your money in a sense, depending on how much you bet. You know what I mean? Yeah, daily double, man. <laughs> so, like, the significance of the calendar is actually to connect or rock connect a person back into the flow of the cosmos. A lot of people are not aware of the star something. A lot of people are not aware of the northern, uh, northern, the northern polar stars. A lot of people are not even aware of the 36 deacons that, you know, govern within a 10-day lapse. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So 
understanding those aspects of time of what people will call time we all know there is no time time is the movement on the measurement of the light so there is no light there is no time so the way that we have been living things of that nature is going off the light which is giving us um how you say a, a, a way to keep us surviving within this world that we're still learning and exploring and you know and evolving with and then not just there but then into the other the realms of the universe which when people talk about dimensions to me when you talk when you say dimensions you're to me scientifically i'm you're, you're telling me about a galaxy mm-hmm. another yeah. type of galaxy that you travel or astral travel to and got a certain type of knowledge and brought it back and the people are not aware that this the universe is ever expanding all because of the concept of what is called gravity and then to explain gravity, gravity is a result of antimatter collapsing upon itself, producing gamma explosions. So what I'm speaking on is a cosmic interpretation of gravity, not the gravity that we are bound by under this realm. But I'm talking about gravity in whole and all in its existence. Exactly. Yeah. That produce gamma explosions, releasing nuclear energy going inwards and outwards. The energy that is uh, going inwards will always be absorbed by the self-created one, which we know as Ra never tested Ra. And then the energy that's releasing, releasing outwards in a, in a pure, um, was in pure matter and antimatter through the brace of interference will start to develop what we call as the nursery of the stars or what you would call, you know, pushing energy or creating energy from nothingness into, um, or how you say, from the darkness into light. Exactly. That energy becomes how you say what we know as the uh, nursery of the stars and you know where where we see these galaxies and planets and moons and life forms things of that nature but those um galaxies that we know of or what you call in science dark body radiations or black holes in a sense which is a galaxy um they produce the atomic energy so everything that comes out so in a sense it's like when a star explodes it becomes a black hole or it implodes and becomes an implode star, things of that nature. But they consume atomic as well as release atomic. So coming from like that whole, you know, sacrifice, things of that nature, you can find that within the cosmos on a, on a, actually on a daily basis, you know where to look at, you know what I mean? Exactly. And then as you're going through space, things of that nature, you start to see all the mirror galaxies like our own. And then you start to ponder on it's, uh, the fact that, oh shit, we're, we're definitely not alone because if we're here on this galaxy within this type of atmosphere and then there's mirrored galaxies around millions of mirrored galaxies out there that lets you know for a fact like yeah we're definitely not alone out this much but it all depends on how we can you know transfer ourselves within those uh particular realms because every realm go by or governance by the same law but within the same but what the difference is that within that realm the rules are just a little different so like for instance our gravity down here keeps us say for instance bound to this earth so if we were to go to another galaxy the gravity there doesn't bound us to the earth you know what i mean exactly. but the same rules apply from breathing drinking swimming things of that nature all the same things apply yeah yeah you know the problem is as you mentioned uh yeah we got disconnected and uh I'm saying we we lost the charger. You know what I'm saying we can't, <laughs> and uh you know well we lost the wi you know the Wi-Fi. We don't have a Wi-Fi password no more, <laughs> and we need to find it. <laughs> and, uh yeah we we fell in 
yeah, it's all about the rims and, um, you know, people understanding how the rims work, you know, how the, how many rims are there, you know. Eons and eons of them, because it's how you say, from my understanding from if you go to any of those networks that I uh, explained to you, and then hopefully, you know, I can um, introduce my Sebo Fatah as well on your platform, and he'll definitely go into detail way further than I can, because I'm still, you know, a Sebo by the same time. The, the word in Medinachasiba means student as well as teacher. You know what I mean? So yeah. not, I'm always learning and I'm at the same time, I'm teaching at the same time. Same here, same here. Yeah, you said, um, yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely welcome, uh, you know, come on to the platform as well. Definitely, definitely. Um, and, uh, I forgot the last question. I mean, not the last question, but the questions you asked after that when it comes to the correlation of um, the significance of, you know, rock connecting yourself to the calendar. What was the next part you said? Um, I guess um, the, be the true benefits of uh, knowing our calendar, you know, instead of the illusion of the calendar that they provided for us. Oh, uh, yeah. So the main thing is that going by the Gregorian calendar or just anybody else's calendar for that matter, you will literally see that it's always orientated to the moon. No matter what path you're on, cosmology you go to, um, when it comes to living by a certain system, whether it's religious or not, each one of their systems is based off the moon. If you, if you don't believe me in a sense, just look at the system. Like let's take astrology, for example, the tropical astrology. They give you 12 signs, 30 days in each sign, right? But then the moon you have the moon phases of, you know, between 28 to 29 to 30 to so on and so forth, depending on the apogee no, the, the and the perigee. So when dealing with those type of uh, structure and understanding those parts of the uh, of, uh, timekeeping system or a way of keeping up with a system that helps you formulate or build a society or a nation, things of that nature, we ourselves are cosmic beings. So if we're just keeping ourselves on the moon, on the moon we're limiting ourselves when there's a solar aspect and there's a sidereal aspect. Sidereal is dealing with the stars, sun is dealing, solar is dealing with the sun. I mean the sun. Solar is dealing with the sun, sidereal or sidereal is dealing with the stars. And then you have the lunar aspect. So that's three aspects of who we are. And if you see all type of you know depictions of you know, the father is the sun, the mother is the moon, the child is the star. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it just upgrades and upgrades and upgrades within a, within a cycle, on a not a perpetual, almost in a perpetual cycle, but not so much. Because in that cycle, we're on a continuous evolution versus, you know, perpetual continuous. A lot of people that stick to that lunar cycle is under a perpetual continuous type of lifestyle. Meaning every time you wake up, it's the same thing in the same order, the same way that you brush your teeth and all the other things like they, like I'll take the quote from the matrix, you know, when you wake up, when you, um, you the energy is like, he says like something like, you know, the matrix is all around you, you know, when you go to work, when you go to sleep, you know, when you eat, when you pay your taxes, you know what I mean? When you go vote. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? yeah. So it's like that same um you know, methodology when you look at it when dealing with a, a lunar cycle calendar, then it's like you take the red pill and you know what I mean? The story, the uh, 
you stay in Wonderland type thing, right? Yeah, yeah. So when you stay within outside of that, you're going to start to see the difference within the sky, the difference within the earth, the difference within nature, because each part of these um, beings or how you say ancestors in a sense, they move with the cosmos. They work mm -hmm. with the cosmos. A lot of people don't know that you can even grow plants according on what type of uh, uh, planet is in the sky. You know, certain planets literally correlate to plants, to animals, to ourselves, for that matter. So if that's the case, then why not evolve past the moon and but still work with the moon? Because the moon itself is dealing with your emotions. Yep. Depending on where your moon is placed at in your chart, in a sense, your emotions are very vital to your understanding, depending on where your mind and your heart and your actions are at. See what I mean? And then mm -hmm. you start to go deeper into understanding just our realm itself, the understanding that certain parts of the day are very powerful than most. Oh, definitely. And when I say, when I say certain parts, we'll just say, for instance, the rising of, you know, the sun. In a certain area of the sun, I learned this from my uh, my teacher, his name is Ike Rodriguez. I learned this uh, thing that they call the Mars effect where they study Mars and the type of vibrations that Mars gives when it goes into, you know, its cycle around us. Certain parts of it are within, you know, the days or the hours of the day, in a sense, rather it be the hours of the night or the hour of the light. It gives off a certain high frequency. And then if you look on your chart, you'll see that within that particular area, you are very dominant in that area. Rather what sign it is or it doesn't matter. Usually whatever your rising sign is, you're very dominant in that area. And if you got planets in there in that same sector, depending on if it's within, you know, your your uh what they call the twelfth house of spirituality or your uh tenth house of a of of the things that, you know, your I I'll place it as career, you know, the type of things that you're into when it comes to, you know, what you want to be in life. And then, you know, certain areas of the way that you explore and the way that you collect your money. And then in other areas of how you express to other people. In these certain areas, certain frequencies of Mars correlated with different planets because the planets do that same thing. And then you start to see the tetragrammatron and things of that nature, the Merkaba or the mm -hmm. Tatsara within your, uh, not even just in your chart, but just within your being. 